Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Japan, the show that brings you the most trending news stories and cultural insights from Japan. I'm your host, Julian Demansky, and joining me as always is my co host and founder of Japan Insider, Yasuharu Matsuno. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Yasu, and how's everyone doing this week? So, Julian and I just came back from Wakayama Prefecture last night, and we were filming at one of the fanciest hotels in Japan. So, how do you describe your experience? Yeah, I think fancy might be an understatement.、Mm. It was <laughs> extravagant. Right.、Uh, very ridiculous、mm. in all the best ways.、Mm. So, do you remember like, how much <laughs> it cost to build a hotel?、Uh, I think you told me it was like $400 million. Yes, right, roughly. <laughs>、mm. Yeah, it's pretty impressive.、Mm. Uh, it's almost like not a hotel. It has so much extra stuff、mm. that the hotel part is almost like a. Like a sub feature, you know? True, true. <laughs> and even from the outside, it looks like a castle、mm. or a fortress, right? Yeah, I think a fortress might be the better word. <laughs> it's like this huge brick building, but looks kind of like, I don't know, it's like the shape is intimidating,、mm. but it's all like yellow and golden. So it looks really nice and kind of warm as well. It's, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. So, I think,、um, you know, we were filming for the last two days,、mm. but、uh, we were in luck because the weather was almost perfect. Yeah, it was blue skies for two days. Yeah.、Mm. But yeah, except for the first day, the wind was too strong.、Mm. So, we couldn't fly the drone, right? Oh, yeah. That's always a sad, sad、mm-hmm. situation. Right. I love flying the drone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, on the second day in the early morning,、mm. we managed to fly the drone and, you know, Get the, the image of all the exterior. Yeah, we did. Yeah, got some really cool shots and、uh, a flock of pigeons nearly took out the drone. Maybe it wasn't pigeons, it was、oh, some、yeah. kind of birds. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think I disturbed their, their mating season or something. <laughs> <laughs> Probably we did. But in any case,、um, how long would it take for you to edit this one?、Uh, it's, a, it's a big old video. I mean, you were there. We, we, we filmed a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> we did. We did. But yeah, I think this one will probably be up in about three or four weeks, probably. Yeah,、mm. so we'll get it done soon. But、uh, yeah, we've got another fun video lined up for this week, which again should be out as you're listening to this.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll let you explain this one, Yasu. Yeah, so our upcoming video, or, you know, should be available by now,、mm. but、um, it's about a mask, very unique mask shop near Asakusa.、Mm. And、uh, they've started selling、uh, very, like, super real、uh, 3D face masks recently.、Mm. And, well, I don't know what else to say, but when you wear it, yeah, yeah. it really looks like you, you've become like someone else. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. I think, I guess, the, the correct term would be hyper realistic. So it's like that almost like it is just like looking at someone's face, but, but the muscles just don't move.、Mm. It's just weird. So, it's got that, you know, kind of uncanny valley kind of feeling where, I don't know, you just you feel very uncomfortable looking at somebody. <laughs> right. <laughs> so,、uh, if any of our listeners watch、uh, Game of Thrones,、mm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure many of you do, but、uh, there was a character called the Faceless Man,、mm. and where, you know, he can switch faces、mm. um, depending on like his mood or, I mean, Yeah, I don't know. It was never really explained. Yeah, 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 it wasn't explained much, but it's, it's a bit similar to that.、Mm. Yeah, so if you are interested, 
the video is available on our YouTube channel um, at youtube.com slash japanpro. So find it there. So today is February 5th and our stories for the week are the president of the Tokyo Olympics Committee is under fire for comments towards women and new rules are given to fan artists and cosplayers. On February 4th, the president of the Tokyo Olympics Committee, Yoshiro Mori, made a series of statements regarding the problems of having many women directors on the board. When asked about the committee's goals of having at least 40% women members, the 83-year-old Mori complained that having many women at meetings will take a long time. According to Mori, when you increase the number of female board members, if their speaking time isn't restricted to a certain degree, they have difficulty finishing, which is annoying. He continued by saying, Women are competitive. When one person raises a hand, others think they need to speak up as well. That's why everyone speaks. The following day, after waves of criticism on social media, the Tokyo Metropolitan Government's Olympic and Paralympic Preparation Bureau was lit up with non-stop phone calls requesting Mori to step down as chairman of the committee. Mori quickly moved to make an apology, but his apparent lack of sincerity only drew in more requests for him to step down. Throughout his apology, he reportedly smiled several times and commented how his wife and daughters were angry with him for his comments. While he did apologise for what he said, he also stated that he had no intention of stepping down from his position. He only said that he will step down if the call for his resignation continues to grow. Since then, government officials and business leaders have begun pressuring Prime Minister Suga to take action and encourage Mori to step down. According to one House representative, Mori's comments were an embarrassment to Japan. Yeah, so kind of all the ups and downs we've been through with the Olympics uh, this year, this is just another uh, misstep, you know, in that whole journey. <laughs> right, I agree. I mean, you know, even before this, mm. we've, you know, talked about several times already, but more and more people in Japan are concerned whether we can have the Olympics this mm. year, right? But yeah, this is basically the last thing we want, mm. <laughs> you know. I mean, he's uh, the main guy. Uh, mm. behind the Tokyo Olympics and yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I mean the you know the overall message of the Olympics other than obviously sports it's all about you know positivity inclusivity mm. equality right and it's just about bringing everyone together right mm. and there's no greater divide than like men versus women right yeah <laughs> if you boil everything down to like the basics those are the two main categories of people it's not even about saying it, it's like thinking it. It's like, why would you be in that mindset? Yeah. It feels like it feels like I'm reading a news article from like 1960. Right. And that leads to my next point. Mm. So I think many uh, foreigners, especially, don't know much about uh, this guy, Mori. Yeah, yeah. So just want to sh uh, share with you some comments. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And probably the easiest way is to read the first few lines on the Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah, sure. So here we go. Yoshihiro Mori, uh, born in the year 1937, which means he's 83 years old now. Yeah. Quite an old man. Born before World War II as well. So. Right, right. <laughs> uh, is a Japanese politician who served as Prime Minister of Japan between April 2000 and April 2001. Mm. Described as having the heart of a flea and the brain <laughs> of a shark, he was unpopular in opinion polls during his time in office and is known for making controversial statements both during and after his premiership. Wow. It sounds quite harsh. I yeah. Mean, it's obviously, the heart of a flea is not a compliment, but it's the brain of a shark a compliment or not. 
Sharks um, are quite like sharp witted, right? Not witted, but with their senses and stuff. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I felt the same, but um, it seems like sharks do have like small brains. Uh, okay, yeah, I wasn't, wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that so, was a good or negative Yeah, thing. it's it's quite negative, mm. you know. It's not like a dolphin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see, I see. You, you see the, uh, you see a prey and then you just... Oh, you just go for it. Yeah, like, go for bl- it. Blindly, you know? yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, as a matter of fact, uh, he was the prime minister of Japan, I think when I was in middle school. Mm. And even as a teenager, you know, as a kid, I thought he's a stupid man. Yeah. You know, and this is not his first time making such sexist comments. Mm-hmm. So in the past, uh, he has even said that uh, women who can't like give like childbirth mm. are worthless to the society. Oh, Jesus. All right. You know, hey. it's not me, you know. That's the kind of guy we're dealing with here. All right. right. So. so as you mentioned, you know, I also wonder like wh- where that kind of thinking, mm. you know, comes from. Yeah. I mean, I know for a fact that he's not the only person that we would share those kind of thoughts, but it's definitely the minority opinion, right? So I don't know how you kind of, how you get those kind of ideals. Um and most people would just chalk it up to him being old, but I just don't think that's an excuse anymore. You know, just yeah, because someone's that old, right? Yeah, I'm not saying that you can't have these kind of extremely, I'd say, like right wing opinions. You know, I'm not saying to who's wrong or right, but I don't know. Like, it just seems so outdated, mm-hmm. so outdated. Mm. You know, it's not even like his ideas like ten years behind the times. Mm. It's like a century behind the times, right? So what's very unfortunate about Japan now is that he has already resigned as a politician almost like eight years ago, mm. but he still serves as the chairman or uh, maybe I should say the uh, president mm. of the Olympics committee, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. and which is also an important role, mm. you know, e- even though uh, he's he's no longer a politician. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why people are saying it's a. Uh well, one of these representatives said it was an embarrassment to Japan. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a disgrace to the nation. Mm. Mm. And uh, just to uh, give you another example of mm. how stupid he is, he <laughs> okay. recently made a comment that he's going to overcome COVID without wearing a mask. Brilliant. Okay, I'd love to see the, the scientific studies mm-hmm. there. But it's funny, like in every country, there is a like powerful like politician. I, I don't know which yeah, country yeah, and yeah. who. But they just believe that they can overcome the virus with, you know, this kind of... <laughs> with rockets like, and bullets, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. We'll invade, we'll invade COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, kind of going back to that statement of, like, you embarrassment to Japan, right? Mm. Um, as you might or might not know, a lot of the staff that would be working for the Olympics are volunteers, Mm, and uh, two years ago, you know, um, the government put out massive uh, applications for people to volunteer, basically, mm. for the Olympics. And in total, 80,000 people, roughly, mm. uh, Japanese people and some foreigners as well, uh, applied and, you know, signed up to become volunteers. But apparently this this statement now and this news is demoralizing a lot of these people, yeah. even though it's unlikely, obviously, for other reasons that it won't go ahead. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, there's a quote from one person on Twitter who said, uh, I was totally ready to volunteer, even with Corona. I wanted the Olympics to happen, but not anymore. I don't want, uh, sorry, we don't have to have it. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of puts into perspective how powerful his words are. 
Because this person's saying, like, even even with Krona, I'm still willing to volunteer. Mm. But like, if this guy's in charge, then then that's no good. Yeah, you know. And I feel I feel like most people share that person's sentiment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's quite a shame. Yeah, so it's one of the biggest mysteries in Japan.、Mm. But even though Mori has resigned as a politician, he still remains very powerful、uh, mm. in the political scene, you no, know, or you know, the business scene in Japan.、Mm. And even someone like、uh, Prime Minister Suga, he seems a bit hesitant to, you know, go up to Mori、mm. because I don't know. I think it's also a cultural thing. But、um, you know they belong to the same political party、mm. LDP, and Mori is a lot senior to、mm. Suga, so and a, pre- and a previous prime minister, so yeah, still holds a lot of respect, I guess, from people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He also also looks a lot scarier than Suga. Oh yeah, Suga's、does. got such a kind face,、mm-hmm, and Mori's、mm-hmm. a bit a bit scary, <laughs> right? So I remember Suga has been、uh, practicing. Uh, karate when、mm. he was、uh, in in high school or and or college. Okay, but for Mori, he's been、uh, practicing rugby for many, <laughs>、okay. many years when、okay. when he was young. Oh,、uh, okay. So you've seen his picture before, right? Of Mori when he was younger, or,、uh, or right now, even today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's quite a big man. You know? Oh, all the shots I saw of him were just his face. So, oh,、yeah. I oh, see.、Okay. Yeah, he's quite big,、oh, okay. uh, especially for a Japanese person.、Mm. So yeah, as you say, he looks more scary than、uh, okay. <laughs> than mo- most、um, average Japanese ojichan.、Uh, I see, I see. Yeah, so unfortunately, Mori hasn't resigned yet、mm. as the president of the committee, but there's a lot of、uh, societal、uh, pressure on him.、Mm. So yeah, hope we can deliver a good news story、mm. maybe next week or sometime soon. Yeah, we'll kind of update you as the story develops. Okay, so let's move on to the feature story of the week. This week, the franchise Near, which is published by Square Enix, released a new set of seven guidelines for fans to follow when cosplaying or creating fan art. Most of the rules issued are things you'd expect from a company wanting to protect its IP, such as not allowing fan works to be used for commercial purposes or artists to trace pre-existing official artwork. There is one rule, however, that seems to have caused some contention amongst the fan community. Any conduct that damages the image of the series is contradictory to public order and morality, or exceeds what is socially acceptable, is not permitted. Strangely enough, the Near series director Yoko Taro has vocalized on Twitter his disagreement with such a rule. He shared the original blog post along with the message. So it looks like the near derivative work guidelines include: do not engage in conduct that is contradictory to public order and morality, or exceeds what is socially acceptable. But as I've mentioned before, I feel like the content of the near franchise itself already crosses those lines. Yeah. So while I'm not really into cosplays nor fan arts,、mm. Yeah, I do see them occasionally on Twitter or other SNS, and yeah, I do enjoy seeing them. Yeah, I mean, same. You know, there's lots of franchises that I like, and you know, follow people on Twitter and stuff like that.、Mm. Um, but yeah, these kind of rules are always a little bit worrying. Right. It's easy to see both sides, you know, because obviously, if you go from the opinion of the company, right, they created this character that gets lots of attention and、mm. love from the community, right. And then other people, 
even if they're fans or whatever, if they start to like use that character in inappropriate ways, or maybe they want to make money from the company's character, you know, mm. they're kind of potentially losing out on revenue. So that's kind of, I guess, the standpoint of uh, the franchise veneer in this mm-hmm. circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the main kind of rule that has got a lot of people talking is this um, this thing of like not showing the IP in any kind of uh, moral, morally kind of grey mm. area. And basically what that means is don't make anything that's too sexual. Because mm. I don't know if you've played this game or not, but the, the latest game in this franchise, I think it's the most recent version, is a Nier Automata. Mm. And the character is like a cyborg girl. Mm. And she looks like kind of like an anime girl. Yeah, I think this, I, I've seen the character. It's like black, like yeah, headband yeah. on her eyes. Mm. And, uh, you know, I mean, use your imagination for the, the standard anime, you know, teenage girl kind of looking character, right? So you could imagine that there's a lot of people online who would kind of, you know, like the character and then start creating questionable content, mm. <laughs> should we call it? Um, so that's kind of, I guess, what the company's trying to say mm. at that point. <laughs> it's interesting because uh, I haven't played near mm. near series yet, so I'm not sure like how. I mean, what what he really means, mm. you know? Well, it's again, I've actually not played this, but I know a bit about it. It's kind of set in like a very post apocalyptic world, mm. and in this automata game, it's like she's kind of like a cyborg. I think if there's any fans listening, and I'm I'm wrong, then please correct me. But mm. she's kind of like a cyborg, kind of half human. And she has to kill a lot of like bad guys, as you do in like action game, right? Mm. But in the story, it's like she kind of questions herself, at, like like the way to solve a problem is to kill everybody. Mm. But maybe like that's kind of affecting her humanity or what little humanity she does, she does have. Um, so, like I said, I've not played it, but what I've heard from other people is the story is quite deep, mm. and maybe a lot deeper than you might expect from like an action game. Oh. So maybe that that's what he means mm. and the kind of concepts he's put in the story right. are a bit already quite adult, maybe you could say. Mm. Yeah, because when I saw this new story, I remember that the uh, anime studio, which is making the Evangelion movie series, mm. the company is called Color mm. and they have also released a similar uh, set of guidelines mm. to kind of like restrict making of uh, fan arts right, yeah. and or uh, cosplays. Yeah. And yeah, that has been quite controversial too. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think, yeah, what's uh, most controversial is quite similar to the points that you've made, mm. you know. But as a matter of fact, the way that guideline was mm. written pretty much scared many fan artists. Mm-hmm. So there were some uh, famous... Uh, fan artists of you know Evangelion characters mm. on uh, Twitter uh, officially kind of like announcing that you know they are quitting. Yeah, yeah, for fear of getting sued. Yeah, or, getting sued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, even though what they're uh, doing is you know simply drawing uh, Evangelion characters in yeah. very high quality. Mm. You know, not not in sexual way. Yeah, yeah. But still, uh, they felt that. You know, it's not very safe to mm. keep what they've been doing. Yeah, I mean that's that kind of highlights the uh, the other point, or the other side of the argument. So, what I said earlier about the companies obviously not wanting to lose money, but the reason that like a lot of these companies make so much money is because their fan base is so passionate, Definitely. right? Yeah. And if you put too many rules on people saying you can't create fan art, you can't 
you know, you can't do things that like basically are based around your passion for whichever franchise, mm. then I guess really your profits would drop, right? Because people will just lose interest in the series or maybe they love the series, but they don't like the company that makes it. People mm. think, oh, you know, like I want, I want to love Nia, for example, but, but Square Enix is just too like money hungry or whatever. Mm. And it can really be like damaging in the long run. I think so. Mm. But I think the reason why, especially this um, Evangelion news, mm. so controversial is that the fact that its IP mm. became super popular also due to, uh, you know, fans making a bunch of, you know, varieties of fan art. Mm. And I think even they can't deny it, mm. you know. Yeah, I think it's quite a difficult balance you know mm. it's always a matter of degrees mm. you know you have to protect the ip to protect their business but at the same time in order for the brand or the you know series title mm. to grow you need you know power of fans exactly yeah i guess that's really why the rules are quite vague mm. actually right because you know if someone makes something a bit questionable but they they decide it's fine then they won't impose the rule but then it's especially at their discretion should should they impose it or not? Mm. But yeah, as you say, it's it's hard to say what's you know what's right or wrong. It's a very fine balance, um, and I don't see the situation changing anytime soon. So that wraps it up for all the news stories this episode. Now let's jump into our final segment of the show: Word of the Week. So today, I'm going to introduce you to one of the most trending words from the year 2020. Okay. Yeah, and it's mostly used online Mm. or when you're texting with someone. So the word of the week is pian. Pian. Ooh, I don't know this one. Pian. Mm. I I thought you don't know. Yeah, I thought like it was 2020, I'd have a good chance to know what it was. But pian sounds like a noise. Pian. Pian. Mm, I think... Yeah, you're in the right direction. Is it kind of like, you know, that kind of like noise when like someone makes like a bad joke or like it's like, Mm. is it along those kind of lines? Yeah. So you're right that it is a word to describe the noise. Uh, Okay. Pien. It's it's not that fast. Pien. Oh, pien. Yeah. The speed matters too. Sounds a bit Italian. Pien. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Mm. But what noise is that? Pien. Sounds like something breaking. Or something dropping. Hmm. Yeah, that's not the answer, but still, it's not a happy thing. A heartbreak. Your heart Get breaking. Getting close. Getting close. Mm. Uh, could you give me an example sentence? Yeah, so something like, oh, I broke up with my girlfriend. Pian. So yeah, they're kind of like the heartbreak thing is kind of coming back to me but that's not quite the answer right okay so i give you another hint <laughs> okay <laughs> so it's actually a specific emoji oh okay i was i was actually i was about to say that like is it something like you know like a sad face like or like one tear mm. and a face mm. um which almost seems like a bit jokey sometimes mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know I don't know which specifically, though. There's so many emojis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But I think, I guess you have seen that emoji uh, before. If you've, yeah. you know, I mean, and you did live in Japan mm. for the entire year last year. Mm-hmm. And this emoji has been popular in Japan for the last few years, a couple of years. Yeah. 
So I give you the answer. So in English, this emoji is called the face with pleading eye. Oh, uh, okay. H- have you seen this one? Yeah, I've just searched it now. And yeah, I know. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, like um, kind of like sad, sad dog face or something like uh-huh. that. You know, like, it's not like you're crying, but you have tears on your Yeah, like puppy eyes. eyes. Yeah, your puppy said, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, like don't tell me off. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, something like that. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so what's the story behind PN in right. Japanese? So when you when people cry mm. in Japanese uh, expression, mm. we describe the noise as when 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 oh okay like when uh, okay <laughs> and well that's quite standard uh, you know uh, th- this word has been around for mm. uh, this expression has been around for many many years. Mm. So, yeah, the basic word uh, for describing someone's cry or, you know, mm. crying sound is when, mm. you know. And when the first sound, u, changes to b, yeah. then it becomes heavier. Mm. So, it, it describes that someone is crying even more seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, on the other hand, uh, u sound is changed to p, mm. then it's less serious. Yeah, yeah. It does make a lot of sense because if you think about it, like P is quite like a high pitch noise. Mm. U is middle and then but it's quite like or bone. It's got right, like a bass right. to it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. So I don't know if that's the actual reason behind it. I think that's the reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's quite difficult to explain. Yeah. But yeah. yeah as you say, like P has a like higher pitch, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mentioned in the beginning that this was, you know, PN was one of the most uh, mm. trending words from last year. Mm. But in fact, uh, depending on the ranking, PN was the single most like uh, trending words from mm. the year 2020. I guess like if you use the emoji, you don't also write the word, right? Um, some people, instead of using the emoji, they simply type PN. Oh, they, oh, they would spell it out. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, spell it out. That yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. So there are some alternatives to it. But- yeah. Maybe like on Twitter, I might have seen it, but just like just ignored it. Mm. But the the only person I text in Japanese is my wife. Mm. And she doesn't say that, so I, I, I never use that. Yeah, either, yeah, I don't think I would have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's mainly teenagers mm. uh, in Japan who started using. So it usually is the case, isn't it? It's always the younger generation that oh, starts yeah. these trends. Always, <laughs> and us, us old boys are left in the confusion. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, you know. <laughs> We're not like forced to use it, right? Of course, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think it's good to know. Of course, yeah. All right, well, uh, that's all for this week in Japan. Uh, whichever platform you're listening to us on, make sure you're subscribed for a brand new episode every single week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we are releasing new videos on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash japanpro. So find us there. Okay, everyone, stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, if you are unfortunate this week, something bad happens, just say PN and laugh it off with a good emoji. (laughs) (laughs) And be sure to check back next week for the very next episode of This Week in Japan. (laughs) 